Mom just called in the middle of this. She's gonna do the intro for us. Are you ready, Mom? I'm ready. You're on. Welcome to the Twinsler Pod. They came from my bod. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. This week Thanks, on Mom. the episode, we have big news from Courtney. We talk about what we've been up to the last two weeks. We've got the Holiday Bowl and how it didn't happen. We have some real nostalgia with the TV this week. And we have, as always, delicious food we cooked, spot of the week. Stay tuned. It's a great episode. Here we go. It's been a big two weeks with the holiday and everything. How did it back. How did it treat you? <laughs> Um, the holidays were awesome. I, I talked about how we were going to go to Texas. We did. Uh, it was a really, really good trip. We spent some time in Dallas and we spent some time in Austin. I think highlight for me was, you know, going into it, I talked about that we were going to have some really good barbecue. Yes. Uh, As you must when you go to Texas. You have to. And did not disappoint. So we ended up going to a part outside of town, probably... 30 plus minute drive it's called taylor texas and there is a barbecue spot there called louis louis mueller's it's just like this kind of a it's a very small town that it's in and there's like a lot of shops there that have for lease signs on the doors or the windows and everything there's not a lot going on not a lot going on bump in town by any means a lot of like there's antique stores little coffee shop that kind of stuff um, but there is on the corner this barbecue place, and it's a just a generational thing. It was started by the dad, Louis Mueller, and then he passed it down to his son, and then down to his son, um, his son's son, Wayne, who runs it now. And we went in there, and he was actually in there, so it was really cool to see him. That's cool. Yeah. Barbecue celebrity. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the walls of the place are, you can see like there's stuff chipped away you can see that the paint is actually more of a green color but everything inside is black just from all the smoke from the pit in there i wonder what the employees lungs look like <laughs> right i'm gonna i'm gonna say it best barbecue i've ever had nice it was so delicious barbecue i feel like in texas is so different than anything you get here because here you just get a little plate of like barbecue chicken but there it's like there's the staples you gotta have the beans the you have the bread you have the brisket like it's yeah. this big it's a tray of food yeah that's exactly what it was yeah. so it just so there were four five of us at the table yeah five of us i think yeah and you just bring like a tray you get a whole bunch of food on it mm-hmm. and it, when you look at it you're like this i don't know if this could feed five people it very much feeds five people and you don't even have they didn't have plates like yeah. you just put paper down and then you put your food on the paper and you eat just eat I feel like even when you order individually barbecue in Texas you'll, you'll get your own tray yeah you just the bread the beans the barbecue all of it it's they do a big it was a dream they've got the reputation for a reason yeah so that was a highlight for me and just spending time with Grant's family um and yeah just seeing more of Austin it's such a cool city yeah yeah, do you, I mean, we went there not too long ago. It's a very cool city. Yeah. Very eclectic. It definitely has its own personality. Yeah, exactly. It's not, when I hear Texas, mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily thought Austin. Like, I had a mind, a thought in my head of cowboys and, yeah, I don't know. It's just different. It just has a lot of personality. It so does. cowboys and stuff, right? But it's also where the new season of Queer Eyes filmed, so. Yes. That's been fun to revisit some of those places. <laughs> Well, for me, my biggest thing, every every week, we, since the very first podcast episode we had, yeah, which was episode one, which was, like, what, 10 weeks ago? Thir- I know it's, like, 13 weeks ago, whatever. weeks ago, something like that. Um, 
That was the day I found out I was pregnant. <gasps> yeah. You're knocked up? <laughs> so I sat in here and recorded with you, and you're like, what's going on? Yeah. And, like, I just had to pretend, like, life's normal. Like, yeah. everything's normal. And then you, obviously, I told you. The way I told you was we were going to go to Disneyland. Like, we had planned to go to Disneyland in November. Yeah. I found out October 24th that I was pregnant. Uh-huh. And so... November, like, 4th, we were going to go to Disneyland. Yeah, we talked about it. Did Yeah, we, we talked about Disneyland. But so I came over to your house, and I know you know the story because you're part of it, but if you're listening and you're interested. <laughs> of course, everyone loves these stories. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about the trip, and I was like, I don't know, I'm just a little hesitant. It's going to be a little weird because I can't go on any of the rides. Yeah. And you're like, why can't you go on any of the rides? I was like, because I'm pregnant. <laughs> no, you didn't even say I'm pregnant. You said, it's going to be a bummer I can't go on any of the rides. And then it, I was like, oh. And in my head, it was like, click. I was like, oh! <laughs> I just immediately start crying. Yeah. You guys are so excited. So, like, every podcast since, when you're asking, like, how my week's going, yeah. I've been having these huge benchmarks that I just cannot talk about. Yeah. But we've seen the baby. We had our first prenatal appointment, mm-hmm. which was wild, because you do the ultrasound, and you're like, that's that's an actual fetus. Yeah, I was shocked heads, when we saw it. The head, not head, it has the head, single head. <laughs> it only has one arm. It has the head, and it has, like, the... The arms are moving like crazy, and you can see its heart beating. And and you're having a... It's a boy. So that was another exciting thing, was yeah. at our family Christmas, we actually got the the gender results, and... Yeah, so, so you got them from the doctor, and then you had the doctor email them to Kelsey, so you didn't even know. I had no idea, yeah. And then we went to Kelsey's house. And we got them earlier than we had thought we were going to, because we might have got them that weekend, like that was kind of the plan. Yeah. And... Okay, if you're interested in this, it's so yeah. the way that we found out the gender so early, because we found out the gender at, like, 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And typically it's... You do it at your, um, there's, like, an anatomy scan, yeah. ultrasound, and I think it's, like, 20 weeks. Yeah. So you have to say, wait six months or something. You have to wait a while. Yeah. But they do this thing, and it's called the NIPT test, and they're testing for chromosome abnormalities. Uh-huh. So just basically, if there's, like, Down syndrome or anything like that, they can indicate it pretty early, because they... You have the baby's DNA in your blood, mm-hmm. and so they can analyze that DNA. And so obviously they're analyzing chromosomes. They can tell in the DNA if there's a Y chromosome. So they took the blood test, and they they had the results in. I could log into the computer and see that they had had the results, but it said the results were with a doctor. So mom was like, can you just like message them and see if, if they can give it to you early? And yeah. Like, yeah. It's a shot in the dark, but I mean, might as well try. So I just messaged, like, the helpline, and I said, I see that my results are in. I know you're not supposed to release them until, like, Wednesday. Yeah. But my parents are in town from Switzerland. I'd really like to do a gender reveal with them. If you could just reveal that part to me, that would be amazing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just release it all to you right now. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> why, why couldn't we just do that earlier? So they start typing back, and I'm freaking out, and I, like, pass the phone to Kelsey. I'm like, take it. I don't know what it is. Take it, take it, take it. And so she was so nice because we told her we might find out the gender before. Yeah. So she had ordered stuff off Amazon to do a gender reveal game on Saturday. Uh-huh. And this was Thursday night that we got the results. Yeah. And so she knew and she told her husband, Angelo, and they were both kind of giddy and like, just, this is a huge secret. And he's like looking at me like, I know what your baby is and you don't know what your baby <laughs> is. And like, he was just so excited. And you, were, you and Grant were driving up at this point. Yeah. Took us five hours to get there from San Diego to LA. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and Angelo's just like, you want to know now, don't you? I was like, well, yeah, but I want to do like something fun. He's like, yeah, we could do something fun. We could do something fun. And Kelsey's like, this stuff's not going to come till Saturday. And I think Kelsey would have been super content to wait till Saturday. Like, she's able to handle a secret. Yeah. But he was just kind of like bursting at the seams. Like, <laughs> no, we have to tell them. And they're like, do you want to know? I was like, yeah, I want to know. And so they were so nice. They drove out to a place in LA and they got us those like. Oh, they did that that day? Yeah, day. Oh, I did. They, oh. They, right away. They did it. <laughs> they got us those, um, what do you call them? They're like poppers that pop yeah. the confetti and released balloons and everything. And it was really special to have mom and dad there and have you guys there and like yeah. not to have to do it over Zoom was yeah. a big deal for me. Did you see the video of the people who accidentally got the wrong color? Yeah. <laughs> and the sister comes out. She's like, no, just, no, 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 Everyone's no. like, oh, it's a girl. And yeah. Then, they were so excited. It was like what they wanted. Yeah. The, Oh shoot! No, 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 that's something no, no, no. I would pull. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, so that's been big. You're officially how far along and how big is the baby? I am 14 weeks as of yesterday, mm-hmm. and the baby is the size of. So there's a 90s thing you can see, like it'll tell you it's compared to a 90s oh, nice. item, yeah. or like a daily item or a fruit. So it's uh, hubba bubba, like the gum tape, or a baseball, or a navel orange, <laughs> which I feel like those are all kind of different sizes. Yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. And I'm just starting to show a little bit. I was going to talk about, though, you know, Kyle and I have been trying for a year. I have to say, like, sorry to cut you off as you're saying this, No. But the moment you told me, you lit up. Yeah. Like, you have been in kind of a dark cloud. It's Not been a, hard. Yeah, you just haven't been yourself. You've been very, like, removed and yeah. not as, like, wanting to go out and be happy and do things yeah. because you've had this weight on you for so long. It's this thing that every single month you feel like I failed. Yeah, well, and the people people around you were getting pregnant all the time and people yeah. were getting pregnant on accident and stuff and I didn't, I was like, I wanted to do everything for you. Yeah, and, like, and I could this. I could not be happier for those people. Honestly, sure. from the bottom of my heart, hundred percent. They're bringing new people into my life that I'm so obsessed with and love and everything. And so you feel a little bit guilty because you're like, why not me? Yeah. And like, so you're you're fighting those feelings, trying to be happy for people, and then they're hitting these benchmarks that you wanted to be hitting by this point, and then you're just like, what's wrong with me? And you just have this whole thought process, like, what? Why not? Why isn't this working? And we we did tests like to see if everything was fine. Everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, and I did. Uh, I was like scientific. In yeah, there. I was like testing my ovulation. I knew which days. Like it all wasn't the vitamins. Yeah, like everything. Prenatals. It wasn't random. It was like very intentional. And um, you know, then you get the people like, well, if you try too hard, or you're thinking about it, like yeah. it's never gonna happen. And then everyone gives their two cents, and you're kind of like, you know, this yeah. this sucks. Like I, yeah, I want it. I'm not going to stop wanting it and just like that because that's when they say is when you get pregnant is when you stop trying. I assure you we did not stop trying. <laughs> like it happened when it happened, of course. But yeah, that's been it's been a really heavy and hard thing to try for that long. Yeah. But what I've also found it's pretty normal. Yeah. That's the thing. People don't talk about that. Like no. you think that people get pregnant all of a sudden. They're like I'm wanting to get pregnant. I'm going to get pregnant. Yeah. People don't Some tell people you. are not lucky. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't tell you how hard it is and like. I mean, even for some, how hard it is to keep the baby. Like, we've seen a Absolutely. lot of our friends and, and go through people around us go through that. And it's just something that's not normal. Isn't it? And that's also really hard because, like, with you, you've been pregnant. You've been sitting on the secret. It's, like, this really exciting thing yeah. that you can't, you feel like you can't tell anybody. Yeah. Well, and the whole time you are afraid, too. Yeah. Like, it's, like, an eggshell thing the whole way around because you're, like, okay, we did it. But, like, are we, is it going to happen? Right. So, like, I understand why some people don't talk about it. But I think, like... It's this incredible, huge, big deal. Like, yeah. I think of all my friends that have given birth recently. Yeah. And, like, all, all you see is the picture of the baby. And they say, like, welcome to. And I'm like, 
you just got like hit by a bus <laughs> and like ripped open and all it is is like look at i have a baby yeah. like but it's some serious stuff that you go through for sure and like i'm excited to watch like you navigate this journey yeah i'm i'm selfishly excited you're doing it before me <laughs> not that i want to see you in yeah. pain yeah, yeah anyway yeah, yeah. Um, we're due july 1st and that's like i keep thinking that's a big day <laughs> yeah i know it probably won't happen july 1st i hope it does because it's kelsey's birthday yeah but like just knowing that you're about to go through the thing that everyone says is like the most pain in your life yeah and there's no way of going back no and i don't <laughs> want to go back like i know that the baby's gonna be totally worth it and it's gonna be incredible and it's the best thing ever but yeah. like just knowing that that part's coming up is a little bit like intimidating yeah but uh yeah so if you're going through it and you're trying like I'm sorry. I have no good advice for you other than, like, keep going. It's all about God's timing. Think about how, how, like, I mean, it meant so much to you before, but yeah. I feel like even now. Yeah, and that's the, like, I've always subscribed to the idea of everything happens when it's supposed to happen. For sure. Timing is timing everything. Timing is everything. And I full-heartedly believe that, but it's so hard when you're in the moment. For sure. You're like, well, why isn't this the time? Like, this time looks good to me. Why isn't this the time? Why isn't this right, the time? I'm why ready. isn't this the time? Yeah. So that's, like, a really hard thing but yeah so it's been it's been a heavy year in that sense i mean and then on top of that you have the pandemic and like oh yeah everything's going on so it's it's really heavy but we're excited we're intimidated we're nervous we've never been through any of this people keep asking me like are you gonna do this are you gonna do that what's the and i'm like what are you gonna name it what are you gonna name name, we don't know yet but the name is like the not the one i'm worried like people like are you gonna get an epidural are you gonna do this like the kind of the things that are kind of like a little controversial with pregnancy yeah and i'm like I don't, I'm researching everything, like reading everything right now, but like I've, pregnancy's never, we haven't had babies around us, so it's never really been anything that's like (laughs) in the forefront or like anything that I'm thinking about, like, oh, I would do this, I would do that, and like, people ask me, what's the theme of the nursery, and I'm like, possum, I, yeah, well, possums, (laughs) are you really gonna do possum nursery? No, we think we might, I think it'd be hilarious, well, we think we might do, like, woodland type creatures okay they're cute so you can get the raccoons and stuff like that but then can i decorate your nursery you can give us ideas and advice and everything absolutely we'll take anything yeah you know styling is not our thing but there is this we'll post it on instagram there is this um possum mobile yeah that goes over the baby that i think is the one he's like and if you're wondering why possums kyle works with possums and then we used to have the possum at our old apartment I just always thought, we talked about it. We're I know, pro, I know. You're a possum pro, podcast. You are. I just think they're they get a bad rap, but they're actually kind of adorable and hilarious. So we joke that it's going to be possum theme. It's not full possum theme, but there will be possums. I'm pretty sure <laughs> there will be possums. So yeah, that was that was kind of my big thing I wanted to talk about as far as like what's been going on in my life because it's kind of a big thing. When do you I, get a belly? When, so I'm just starting the show. Yeah. Um, but, like, I show more on some days than others, and I think it's, like, I'm a little bloated more days than mm-hmm. others. So, right now, I just feel like I'm a little uh, chunkier than I typically am. Can like you it's not, all your clothes still? No. For my pants, I unbutton them, and then I oh, yeah. I do a, a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Was it yesterday? It was a New Year's Eve. I think it's Friday. For some reason, I wanted to look at your pants. I don't know why. I was looking at both you and Kyle. I don't remember. Remember? Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, I pulled Courtney's shirt to see her pants or something. Yeah. And she was, like, so impressed. She's like, well, I have this thing. I was like, it's not at all what I wanted to do. It was my button extender. <laughs> yeah. So but, I think I start popping, like, in the next couple weeks. Yeah. It's more, like, cute round than, like, 
did she eat too much? Yeah. And, like, she's busting a little at the seams a little. So I'm excited to get past that awkward phase. Yeah, for sure. And then the other thing I had has nothing to do with that except for the fact that I tried a new sushi restaurant in town, and it's my new favorite restaurant in San Diego. You're not allowed to eat sushi. I'm allowed to eat baked sushi. You're supposed to sit in a bubble. Yeah. And not There's a lot of things do anything. There's a lot of things I'm not supposed to do, but I can eat baked sushi, and that's why I'm like, sushi's been one of my huge... See, I don't... I don't know if I've been having cravings or if I'm just, like, giving myself permission to eat things that, like, I want. Not yeah. You know? This is a craving. Yeah. Like, this has been something where I'm like, I need to go there right now. Really? I need to have it right now. But I'm, like, yeah. trying to limit myself. Yeah. I've been, I went twice last week because I discovered it with Kyle and his brother and sister-in-law. Had, oh, so you just... Were you like, I, it's in Liberty Station. It's a sushi place I'm going to go? Or had somebody yeah. told you this is a good spot? Somebody recommended it to us and... I looked it up online and it looked really good. And they were from yeah. Idaho, and I was like, "Let's let's take them to some sushi." Mm-hmm. And so, and I wanted to go to sushi too. Yeah. So okay, I found it. It's Ototo. Ototo. O T T O T O. Ototo, I think. Yeah. Um, I think there's two locations. I know there's the one I've been to twice now. It's Liberty Station. Uh-huh. So it's been great. You go to Liberty Station, and then Kyle and I went to a movie at the Lot. Just a really oh, nice like date day. Yeah, the Lot is a fancy movie theater. Yes. So, um, I also have a new top three favorite restaurant in San Diego that I acquired this last week. Mm-hmm. Cesarina. Ces- we've been pronouncing that wrong. Or is it Cesarina? No, we've been, I think we've been saying like Cesarina or like oh, Cesarian. It might be. <laughs> like we've been saying it wrong. <laughs> it might be Cesarina yeah. or Cesarina. It's C-E-S-A-R-I-N-A. And I it's think. Italian. It's Italian. It's in Point Loma. I had never heard of it before, but I had a coworker. Um, she was like, best Italian I've had. And I went on Yelp it has like almost a thousand reviews. Perfect five stars. It's hard to obtain. It's a, it's a not a Michelin star, but there's a different um, rating for it. Yeah, I guess you're saying because it's more affordable. Yeah, yeah. I've, but the quality is still up or something. That's probably not. At I think all that's what Grant said. Yeah, so yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's essentially it would be Michelin star rated, but it's more affordable. The dishes were like twenty bucks each. But uh, Grant's parents got us a gift certificate there for a date night. Incredible. I had the gnocchi um, melt in your mouth. Just absolutely delightful. Sounds great. Yeah, so highly recommend Cesarina. You need to go there. Yeah, we'll, we'll check it out. You know I like Italian food. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how about New Year? Let's let's start it off with Let's a, jump into it. So I put on here, start your New Year's right with okay. some tips. All right. I have one tip. I don't <laughs> know if you have any tips, but I have a tip. <laughs> I, mean, I read Atomic Habits, and I listened to it as well. Have yeah. you ever seen that book? Uh, I've seen it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good read. It's a, it it can really help out if you're wanting some motivation mm-hmm. to kind of make improvements in your life. One of them, the only one that I really like stuck to is Point and Calling. Point and Calling. Yeah, and it's I think it's like one of the first or second chapters in the book. It's really early on if yeah. you want to read it. Um, but so Japanese train conductors do this thing called Point and Calling, uh-huh. and basically they say out loud everything that's happening so that. They're not making subconscious decisions. They're very conscious decisions. So they're pulling up to the station and, like, the light is green. And they point to it and they say the light is green. So they know, like, it's okay to pass through. And then they say, like, I'm braking. And they point to the brakes and do that. And so all the workers call out what they're doing and they point to it. Mm-hmm. And it's brought down issues by, like, 40%. Just Yeah, because you're very conscious. You're very conscious. So the way I adapt it and I do it in my life, I do it two ways every day. And that's, I, every time I unplug my straightener, because you know you're driving down the yeah. freeway, and you're like, my stra- is it, did I unplug my straightener? Mm-hmm. So you 
you unplug the straightener, you point to it, and you say, my straightener is unplugged. Oh, nice, yeah. And then it sticks with you because you're like, okay, I know that. I've made that conscious thing. Yeah. Because normally you're going to just, I'm doing my makeup, I unplug it. Yeah. And I hope it's unplugged. So I always do that. And then before I go to bed, we lock up the house and everything. Yeah. I go out to my car, I lock it, and I say, my car is locked. Yeah. We lock the, the garage, the garage is locked. The front door is locked. Nice. So that when you're laying in bed, you're yeah. not getting all cozy, and then you're like, oh, man, did I do that so that's a cool tip I learned from Atomic Habits that if you're looking into the new year for a way to like help your memory or help you with those times where you're just like did I do this did I do that it's a good way to to kind of eliminate those I feel like I should use that go in the kitchen and say I will not eat the cookies you'll probably do that I will not (laughs) I don't know if it works the same way but yeah yeah. (laughs) I mean you're being intentional I suppose being intentional I'm not eating I'm not snacking on cookies yeah do you have any New Year's goals? I don't know if you're a New Year's goals person. So I typically make my, like, annual goals on a birthday. Mm. That's how I see it. It's like, yeah. okay, for my 31st year yeah. of life, I want X, Y, and Z. Um, but I do think this next year, I want to... I was telling Grant this yesterday. We went for a walk that I want to see something out. Because I have, like... I always get, like, these harebrained ideas yeah. or things I really want to do and I get you really like excited. You 17 companies in your head. Yes. And I like do little bits here and there and then like Burn it, out. it burns out, it yeah. fades out. So I want to be really intentional. I want to pick one project and like it doesn't, I think the hardest thing for me, you and I were just talking about this this morning, is I try to see, I see big picture and I get so excited but then I get overwhelmed by it. Yeah. So I think what I want to do now is like break it down into like, okay, well I want to do two posts on this a month yeah. at least. Just, yeah. Just kind of keep it going to where it becomes a habit. It's even like with this podcast. You yeah. and I are very intentional about Sunday mornings. That's our time. We're going to do this podcast. And we said that we're going to see it out to do like X amount. And if we still want to do it, we'll still do it mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So, yeah. Which, by the way, the hardest thing for the podcast is kind of finding our niche. Yeah. And our audience and stuff. So yeah. like, But as we do it more and we practice more, we kind of get more of like, oh, this is what I want to talk about. Oh, that's what. So we're not going to force things. We're definitely way more comfortable. The audio quality is getting better. So it is something that you practice. Yeah, it's little by little. Little by little. I think we're going to look back on this 10 episodes from now and be like, oh, yeah, we know so much more now. Yeah. So that's just one thing I want to do. Okay. How about you? Um, Have a baby. Well, that's the funny thing is last year, my goal was to get knocked up. (laughs) <laughs> Kyle's goal was to was we had the same goal <laughs> so when it was hit October and we hadn't happened we were like oh man yeah not again so uh, that was cool yeah we, we achieved that we did so yeah this year is to do everything in our power to have a healthy happy baby yeah yeah and set ourselves up and our life up to where we can be as comfortable as possible right with that so really just Nothing specific, mm-hmm. but kind of a general life that we want to attain. Yeah. I think becoming a mother is yeah. a very big thing. Yeah. And that's the thing is I have no expectations for how it's going to go. I mean, I know it's going to be hard. <laughs> I know it's going to be life-changing and, it, like, a lot of things are going to be different. For sure. So I'm just going into it like I know nothing because I know nothing. And I'll Ooh. learn along the way. Which, I sorry, I wanted to bring this up earlier, mm-hmm. but I got so excited about you talking about it. Um, when you have a baby... Twin fact, yeah. it's going to oh, be, yeah. and I have a baby. Because we're identical. Because we're identical twins. We share the same DNA. Mm-hmm. Our babies are going to be genetically equivalent to half-siblings. Yes. They're going to share 25% of the same DNA, where yeah. usually they have 12.5%. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to have 25%. So, yeah, they were genetically 
be half siblings. Like this is gross, but if you and Kyle had a baby, me and Kyle, like, me and Kyle had a baby, Ew, it's like what? it's the same. Yeah, it would be hundred percent the same. Yeah, weird. It would be hundred percent equivalent to siblings. Yeah, I can't wait to see when I have a baby and see our children next to each other. Yeah. Um, similar they are because yeah. I do know brothers whose parents are twins. twins and yeah. the whips. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the whips. Seeing very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so Not crazy. Brothers whose parents are twins. Yeah. Cousins whose parents are cousins. Parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's so weird. Yeah. All right. Now we'll switch it into more of topics that aren't as closely related to us. Yeah. Um, so San Diego is close to us because we live in it. And they were having the Holiday Bowl, which is a big bowl game. Uh, we've been to one before. They typically have it in um, the, at Qualcomm, which was the, the arena where the Chargers used to play. Right. But Qualcomm got torn, torn, down. torn down. It's being built back up. It's going to be Snapdragon Arena. It's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. That's where the U.S. Women's team is going to play. Yeah. Off the point. So we didn't have a stadium. Right. So San Diego's like, okay, well, we will adapt. And they took out the field at Petco Park, which is our baseball stadium. Right. Downtown. Go Padres. Go Padres. They took out that. They took all the time and money to convert it into a football stadium. It was over a million dollar project. So cool. It looked awesome. It looked great. Yeah. yeah. To and like You know how cool it is to have a baseball stadium where the seats are more vertical? Yeah. I feel like... In football, they spread it out because it's larger capacity. Yeah. So they would have been really cool looking at it from anywhere you were at. They also added, like, a bunch of concrete risers in there for the Really? Event. Yeah. Wow. So they went all out. Yeah. So this game was supposed to be played Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, December 28th, and it was supposed to be played at 4.30 p.m. Yeah. All the players came. It was UCLA and North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. They all came to San Diego, and, th- like, the three days leading into it, they stay in hotels, and then they go to... Um, they do a day at the zoo, mm-hmm. day at SeaWorld, and like a day at the Midway. Yeah. So they've been like doing touristy stuff for three days. Right. They haven't been in their rooms, like quarantined in a bubble or anything. Right. You went to the parade. So there's a parade right down the street from our house. Mm-hmm. They have like the cheerleaders out there. They had. And this was on Tuesday. This was Tuesday we at went, 10 a.m. Yeah. 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 So like we took a little break from work and walked down there. And saw a few floats go by and came back. But yeah, it was Everybody like, stoked. Holiday Bowl is happening today at 4.30. Yeah. At 12.15, UCLA said, we aren't playing. Because, I have it written here, a person with direct knowledge of UCLA's situation said the Bruins received a positive COVID test result of symptomatic players on Tuesday morning. And so, um, once they have the positive test, then they have contact, contract tracing and since all of their players aren't vaccinated, the ones who aren't... All of their players aren't vaccinated? I'm saying some are, some aren't. Oh, okay. Not yeah, it's all not of a clear their, sweep. Not all of their Not players. all of their players are vaccinated. Yeah. Um, they have contract tracing issues for unvaccinated players because the protocol is different. Uh-huh. And so UCLA's doctors at that point determined that UCLA no longer had enough defensive line... Yeah, they said their D-line was out, right? ...to safely play. So they'd not be able to play. And... They canceled at 12 for a 4 o'clock game. Yeah. So then they start scrambling. They're like, we got to find a replacement team. we got to do something. People have come into town. Oh, yeah. Absolutely hectic. We've so converted the field. Yeah. And it is just a total crap show. Yeah. And uh, the game got canceled. I was going to say, do we know we like, what the ramifications team. were? Did so they... I, I was reading an interview from Dave Doreen. Who's who, that? 
He is the coach of um, the NC Bruins, State. which is NC State. Oh, wait, no. UCLA is the Bruins. NC State Oh, sorry. Of the, the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack, yeah. Sorry. Um, he, sorry, this says he's dissing the Bruins program. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So he, he said, the NCAA should stand for no clue at all, in my opinion. I don't really care what they say. We took a roster of guys down there. We had zero COVID issues. We practiced every day, did everything right, didn't even get a chance to play the game. Every single one of our players was vaccinated. Vaccinated. As far as I'm concerned, we beat them. They couldn't even get on the field. Mm. And that sucks because they did everything like they were told to. Can you imagine the poor boys who, on like that team, even boys on UCLA, who's mm-hmm. like, this is a dream, playing mm-hmm. in a bowl game in San Diego? Mm-hmm. And I was reading a lot of the players were like, I gave up time with my family. Yeah. I gave up Christmas with my family. I, These guys, we were quarantining for Christmas yeah. so that we could come down and... Then they just get it ripped out. So the last night read, which was yesterday, NC or North Carolina State, they got the trophy. They they officially said that but they won. But it doesn't count oh. like on their record like formally mm. as UCLA forfeiting. They just it's a canceled bowl game. Mm-hmm. So they don't get it technically, but they are gonna count it as a win. Meh. They get I don't the know trophy how I feel about it. Yeah. It just I mean, COVID's ruining everything. Yeah. It sucks. I don't think UCLA intentionally did anything. I, I think, think they, they probably knew earlier. Well, I think they could have been a lot more cautious. Yeah. You don't have to be going around all these areas, like, where you know there's a lot of people. Quar- like, uh, quarantine. If you're having fun in San Diego, have fun after. Yeah. Like, quarantine up until the game. Yeah. Do everything you can. Test everybody you can to make sure that you can play this game. Yeah. And then after that, be like, yeah, let's explore San Diego. Mm-hmm. I don't think you needed to do all that stuff beforehand. It's wild. So that sucks. And that was a huge thing for San Diego. Huge hit for our... This is why we can't have nice Tourism. Things. Yeah. We can't, we can't make a football team work here. We can't. I don't understand it. I don't get it either. I like... I, in my head, I'm like, okay, maybe San Diego doesn't work as a big sports area because it's a lot of transplants mm-hmm. and so there's people who are here for only short years yeah. and um, maybe that's why it doesn't stick because you don't get that like passion yeah but I don't know I don't know what it is you've yeah. been here longer you've actually seen the Chargers yeah we here. went to the Chargers Niners yeah. and that was pretty even with Charger Niners fans but like when the Cowboys would come yeah it's, like, it's all Cowboys fans yeah. and like a couple Chargers fans yeah. so yeah loyalty is definitely an issue but I think they could have made it work. Yeah. They could have stuck it out. Like, give them a new stadium down here instead of moving them to Carson to share with the Rams. Yeah. And people, obviously, that's a huge San Diego sore point for a lot of people that yeah. lost them because the Spanos family. But Well, we had that one, also, that other league that tried to start here. Oh, that yeah. wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't like, here. That was just, it was the AFL, American yeah, Football. Yeah, we had a, we had a we team did. here. We but that was, I guess that didn't crumble because San Diego no, was it supporting. Wasn't. That it was, was the league. The league. Yeah. Real big bummer. We're not a great football town, but... Yes. Yeah, yeah, I would love it if they did like some kind of consolation something down mm-hmm. at the football field and used it for something. Yeah. I hope they don't just tear it down. I don't know the future of that is. I don't... I mean, I feel like there was supposed to be an event there. I'll look it up, but I think there was something else happening yesterday yeah. that I was like, oh, you don't need a football field for that, so I'm not sure. It'd be so cool if like the Chargers played one of their last games there instead of <laughs> you wouldn't because like obviously yeah. people bought tickets and everything for everything but that would be dope it'd be pretty cool yeah we okay, well more sad news Ugh. we lost a legend we lost a legend yesterday day before yesterday day before yesterday was it before, or the day before it was New Year's Eve New Year's Eve. Eve Friday 
We lost Betty White. We did. 99 years old. So close. I mean, everybody knew it was going to happen, right? Of course. I mean, you're 99. Yeah. And I saw a quote somebody posted today that said, like, the beautiful thing about Betty White passing is we celebrated her while she was here. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. I think she knew how loved she was and what an icon she was. So that was awesome. And I also love that people are like, okay, so there's a People Magazine spread. That's on newsstands now. It's they might have taken I, it. No, I saw you it. Saw it. I was on the story yesterday. It says Betty White turns 100. Yeah. And um, people were saying, like, people jinxed them and stuff. And that that is the risk you take with doing a story like that, mm-hmm. with printing news before she it died actually two happens. weeks before her 100th birthday. Two weeks before. She said the 17th is her birthday. And people were saying, like, what a good way for her to get one last laugh is to go out before, like, that happens. Have you seen any of her stuff with Ryan Reynolds? Uh, oh, my gosh. The, they did the proposal with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Have you seen that clip where him and um, where Betty White and Ryan Reynolds are going at it? No. Oh, my gosh. Look it up. Yeah. I'll, I'll look up a clip. I'll try to try to add just a little bit of it because it's so... What are they doing? Funny. They're just, like, sitting in a chair, and she's talking about... I'll just have to play it. Hold on. One thing that I absolutely love about her. So she had um, three husbands. Her last husband, Alan Luden, Luden, I don't know how to say his last name. But he was the host of The Password Show. Hmm. I believe it's called The Password Show. Um, that's how they met because she was on the show. And um, I guess he he like tried to propose to her before and she uh, she said no. For whatever reason, yeah. <laughs> From the time he proposed her, he wore the ring around his neck <laughs> until um, she finally agreed to marry him. And um, he died back in the '80s, but their stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame are next to each other. Aww. How freaking cute is that? That's really cute. Ugh, made my heart feel so happy. This is on the set of the proposal, uh-huh. and Betty White and Ryan Reynolds are just like sitting next to each other, like on the set in between takes. Betty. How are you? Uh, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, my name is Ryan. Get me a cup of coffee. No, my name's Ryan. Uh, we've, we've, we've been working together for weeks. Months, actually. Months now. Dan, you've been a terrible assistant that whole time. It's because I'm not an assistant, Betty. I don't. I mean, I play an assistant in the movie, and I'm an actor in real life. You should, you should, you should know when that. When Betty White says she wants a cup of coffee, you get her a a cup of coffee. She's insane. Come here, Sandy. I'm not kidding you. Every time you walk what is, away, what is wrong she comes you? back. Nothing's Ryan, wrong with Ryan, me. She's a I'm national treasure. She is. You're not. That is a living legend. You are not. This is my film. America's Sweetheart is going to f*** you up. I smile. I smile. That's amazing. So I love Betty White and Ryan Reynolds, like, back and forth. Yeah. Before she died, there was something, like, she had posted that he just can't get over her. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, it's hard to... It, how wrong is it for people to bring up like past relationships? Yeah, <laughs> just for clicks. Yeah, just for clicks. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, she had a seventy-year career. I believe she was the. I think she has the longest acting career of any female. Um, she won an Emmy at like ninety-two, the oldest Emmy winner. And she was still so sharp, Legend. right up till the end. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes. I wrote this down of hers is. It's your outlook on life that counts. If you don't take yourself too seriously, pretty soon you can find humor in our everyday lives. And sometimes it can be a lifesaver. It's just huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, she she had it dialed in. She was hilarious. Yeah, she so. just had this awesome, great like light around her. If you're listening to this and you're drinking a beer, you have a coffee, water in your hand, raise it for Betty. a cheers to Betty White. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, some some better news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man. <sighs> Spider Man came out three weeks ago now. Yeah, it came out. Well, it was like two or three. And it was early December. Okay. Um, if you if you haven't seen it yet, and fast forward this part. Just fast forward, but come back because we need you. Yeah, we just, need you. Just come right back. We're not uh, desperate, but we need you. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, incredible movie. Yeah. See, we went together. We did. But I, I felt you. You're the one that organized it. I bought everybody's tickets. You bought everybody's tickets. You. I said be here at dinner at five o'clock. Yep. You We're planned the whole thing. And uh, our little baby had a different idea for me. So I started getting nauseous. Like, literally, first 15 minutes of the We movie. sat down. Yeah. And you were like, I have I to can't go. do this. Because I knew if I stayed, I was just going to, I was going to end up having to get up and get sick. So I drove myself home, which I, I was in a good place to drive myself home. Everybody yeah. tried to drive me home, but yeah. I was like, I can drive myself home. Yeah. So uh, that was a bummer. But you got to see it, like, two weeks before me. <laughs> yes. I eventually saw it. And were things spoiled for you in the time? Uh, well, yeah. Oh. But I, I kind of knew, I knew ahead of time. Oh, I didn't. So if, again, these are spoilers. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, all three of the Spider-Man... Spider-Man? The Spider-Man. <laughs> all three of the Spider-Man <laughs> are in this movie. Amazing. Yes. And you, you had not seen Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I so still you, haven't. You don't know the joy of, like, seeing him and Emma. And yeah. Like, he's he's my second favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, we're going through a marathon right now. Where we're watching yeah. all of the old ones. So you've seen two Tobys. I've seen three Tobys. Well, two and a half Tobys. We made it through halfway through Spider-Man 3. Uh-huh. I had to stop because I got too tired. Went back the next day. It's no longer available. Oh. I bought Peacock for it. And now it's like, get the editor's cut for $6. I'm like, I made it halfway through this. That's messed up. Anyways, yes. All three Spider-Men show up. Yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> it just sounds so funny. Phil Spider-Man. Phil, it's not a last name. It's not like Phil Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just pretty incredible to see them all on the screen. It's so playful and hilarious. There's so many callbacks to each one of their movies. Yes. And it's hilarious just seeing the three of them banter. Being in the theater when they all showed up was... Oh, sorry. You no. didn't experience this moment? Yeah. But, like, the the audible gas yes. and air that went out of the room. Yeah. I look over at Grant. He looks like a child. Yeah. Just, like, the huge eyes. Mm-hmm. Just so excited. Like, this isn't actually happening yeah. right now. And, see, that was the joy of going the <sighs> week that it opened. Because yeah. you got everybody, like... If, like, when Doc Ock comes on, everybody's screaming. Yeah, every like, time, like, these guys yeah. come on, people are like, yeah. Me? Dead silent. <laughs> I was at the lot, and I was eating a lava cake with ice cream, and, like, yeah. you could hear my spoon clink. <laughs> it was totally different experience for me. But, uh, yeah, the energy is pretty incredible when you go with, like, actual fans that don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, it's a re- if you're considering seeing Spider-Man, stop mm-hmm. considering and, like, go see it. Well, and it, it does help if you've seen all the other movies. Yes, yes. Um, so, you said you're, he's... Garfield's your second. Obviously, your first favorite is Tom Holland. Far away is Tom Holland. Like, could you have picked a better actor for Spider-Man? He is the perfect, like, mix of youthful. Yes. But, like, hilarious. His comedic timing is great. 
charming. He's everything. He's just everything I wanted Spider-Man to be. Exactly. And Zendaya, I think, for and me, is MJ. Also, of course, I believe him. That That's a... Like, talk to Kyle. A hard time I have about action movies is, like, I don't believe that you do that. Like, yeah. I don't believe that Tom Cruise is some stud that, like, is an action hero. Courtney. Tom Cruise actually does all of his I know he stuff. does, but I still don't believe him. Have you seen that I've man on He hurt himself... Like, I'm jumping off a plane the other day. But I still don't he, believe it. You just picked the one person who actually care. does the action I, Maybe it's just because I don't like Tom Cruise. But, <laughs> like, you know, like, there, there's a, there needs to be a believability yeah. that, like, that person does He's that actually, stuff. Yeah. And Tom Holland is that for me. Well, he is actually super athletic. He does a lot of his own stuff. Yes. Yes. But, yeah. Totally. So, and what do you feel about Zendaya? I think she's great. I think she's perfect, MJ. Yeah. She's adorable. See... I really liked Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Okay, I'm a yes, big Emma Stone fan. Me too. So Huge. it's like so Zendaya is my second favorite MJ just because oh, okay. I really like Emma Stone. A okay, lot. perfect. Yeah. I'm excited to see those now. Yeah. So that's it and, was really good. And then being actually in love. Yeah. Do you believe that they're actually adds, in love? Oh yeah, hundred percent. They, right? they just look like they're always trying to take care of each other. Yes. Yeah. And you look at them in interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. I saw one interview clip where one of it was from the first Spider Man and the girl who's like his love interest in that. Like, she's standing next to Tom, and and he's, like, she's kind of, like, putting her arm in his arm and stuff, and then he takes his arm out. He's like, where's Zendaya? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I saw that. It's so um, cute. Very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely loved Spider-Man. And then speaking of nostalgia... Wait. Wait, you had another... Yeah, I had, I had another thing about Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> so, um, it is... it If it passes $608.5 million... And right now it's at six hundred five point one. Oh, sorry. If it be, yeah, if it passes six hundred eight, right now it's at six hundred five. Yeah. It will be what movie for the tenth highest growing, grossing domestic film? Oh, I thought you said it will be what movie. It will beat what movie? Yes, it will beat what movie for the tenth highest grossing domestic film of all time? I feel like Avatar's way up there. Might be close to one. You're looking at me like. I should probably guess. No, I, I honestly don't think you'll. I saw it and I was like, really? Okay, so. then I'll just guess like Jumanji. Incredibles 2. Oh. Right? Interesting. I think that. And it's that's a feat because we're in a pandemic. Exactly. And we're in a roaring, like ripping, yeah. contagious Omicron pandemic right that's now. That's the thing right now. It, it is single-handedly stimulating the that business. Yeah. And it's, I will say, it's annoying to sit through... A two-hour movie with a mask on. With a mask on, but worth it. Yeah. To get to be in the theater to see it. Yeah. We, I mean, we saw an IMAX. Like, mm-hmm. you have to see that movie mm-hmm. in that kind of a screen. Mm-hmm. That's what it's meant for. So, and I, I stopped thinking about it, like, that I was wearing a mask. Yeah. Because I was so excited about the movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right, I would recommend it, but I recommend being safe. Yes. So, back to nostalgia. Back to nostalgia. Uh, yesterday, Harry Potter special came out. Yes. So, Harry Potter. When we've talked about this in the last one, because in a couple episodes ago, because you didn't grow up reading it, but Kelsey and I grew up reading it. Yes. Like it was a huge part of my childhood. Well, mine too. When I, I watched the movies, and it yeah, but the movies didn't come out for a little while. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, totally. It's it was monumental. It was huge. Yeah. So to read all these characters and then see them become yeah. like real, yeah, and then grow up with them was just it was huge. It was huge for all of us. Incredible. And to to see them come back and talk about what an impact it had to them. Yeah. What they were feeling during all of it. It was really special. Yeah. Did you cry? I got a little... I teared up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a really huge part of my childhood. And to see them back on the screen was really, really special. Yeah. I think my favorite part of the whole special was 
hearing about the actual casting because that yeah. was such a big part. Because the first director, he only directed the first film. No, mm-hmm. first, first two. two. And um, he was just like, I was anxiety ridden the whole entire first movie because I needed to make sure everybody was right and that everybody was receptive. And then after, once everybody was like so excited, I was having the best time ever. But yeah, the pressure to cast those three characters, those three main characters, yeah. had to have been enormous. I've got to say, and it's probably controversial, but I've never liked Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. What? I just pictured him so different in the book. Okay, see, I didn't have that lens. Like, not so different. How did you picture Similar. Him? Just, like, I don't know. He was, like, the main hero guy. Like, I thought he'd have more of, like, a heroic air like Cedric, Cedric about him? Kind of like that. Like, I didn't need him to be good-looking, but, like, I just... I just pictured you him. You needed him to be Tom Holland. That's if it was Tom Holland, I would have said it was perfect. You needed that, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, like I think he's good. I think he did. He did a great job with those roles. But like he wasn't what I pictured, so I was always disappointed in that a little bit. Oh my gosh, I thought he was so great. I but think yeah, I didn't read it. Hermione couldn't have been any better. Yeah, Ron too. Ron was amazing. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought one of the interesting things is how they found Daniel Radcliffe. Is they did yeah. this huge big search, and yeah. they're just like, not it, not it. And then um, the director was watching um, the BBC, and they had that David Copperfield uh, movie, mm-hmm. and Daniel Radcliffe was in that as a little kid, and said, oh my gosh, that's Harry. They said he's great, because he looked haunted, which he does. Yeah, he, he was a good, I, I sweet, but I, looked haunted. I don't want to say he was, ba- excuse me, that he was bad in the role, because I thought he did a killer job. Yeah. I, personally, I was disappointed because he was different. I like, well, you know, I like a hot take. Yeah. I like a spicy opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that they saw him and they were like, "We need this kid," and it took a lot of convincing for his family to actually get them to. But yeah, because he was the one character that they knew was going to be. Yeah, until you the need end to of. sign on for all seven films. Yeah. They're going to film in LA. Yeah, you need to be ready for this. Huge thing. Did they film all of it in LA? I, I don't think they, they did. I have these ideas in my head that they're like in Europe somewhere. Yeah, because I thought they did a lot of the like on scene stuff in Europe because yeah. you can go and see like actual Hogwarts. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know either, but. I don't know. But yeah, when they said that, that's why I was kind of like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And then Hermione wanted to quit halfway through because she's like, fame is just, it's too much. I yeah. can't handle this. Yeah. Um, but she stuck it out. It, fame affects women so much different than men. Well, yeah, that's part of the thing that they addressed in it mm-hmm. was that it was like, so the boys had each other yeah. and she was just out on her own. And then, you know, being a woman coming of age, yeah. like in the spotlight, like people try to sexualize you yeah. at some point, and it's just all this stuff. You're like, I'm just trying to be a character. Yeah. She did it grace- very gracefully. She did, and she she went to Brown, mm-hmm. so she's very. She continued to be incredibly smart. Yeah, and I remember reading interviews about her being saying that she had the best time there because people were so protective of her. Yeah, and people weren't like, oh my god, it's it's Hermione, like giving her crap. They were really protective of her, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. What's your favorite Harry Potter character? Who do you think just slayed it? Character. I think Snape was perfect. Yeah, me too. I thought he was so good. He wasn't my favorite, but I think he was perfect yeah. for what he was. Reading the books, I loved Dobby because he was like something new. He was a little elf that helped Harry, and yeah. he's kind of silly. Um, did you think they did a good job with him? I mean, the CGI is not perfect. CGI can't be perfect, right? right. And so it was like a little creepy, mm-hmm. but uh, I think they did. I mean, they did a great job with what they could with that. Yeah, you know, the voice was good. Yeah. How about you? What's your favorite character? Um, I, um, I actually don't know if I have a favorite Harry Potter character. I shouldn't have asked that question if I don't actually have a favorite. Uh, I was like Hagrid. 
Hagrid was great. Yeah. Yeah. He did great. Yeah. He was a he happy guy. animals and stuff. Yeah, you, mean, you knew he was going to be in a scene. You knew it would be a fun time. You knew you felt taken care of. Yeah. I think I like the comfort of his scenes. I think, like, my favorite character that was casting and watching and that, like, I could connect with was Hermione. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sirius was good. Yeah. Sirius Black. Yeah. He was good, too. Um, I think one of another moment that's, like, awkward in it. I don't know why I thought this was awkward, but it also made me cry. But when... Emma and Rupert are sitting there. It's just them talking in front of the fireplace about how much they're family and stuff. And then it gets kind of quiet, and he says, like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And then he's, like, as a friend. As a friend. <laughs> but um, I, like, cried at that moment. Because you could tell that was, like, the first time that he's probably actually said that to her. Yeah. And you're, like, this is so cute. But yeah. then she was, like, "Oh, thanks, Ruru. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, she didn't say I love you back or anything. I was, yeah. like, oh, this is kind of awkward. I always thought in the movies and books, too, that... Hermione and Harry had such better chemistry than Hermione and Ron. Yeah. Like, it would have been too on the nose, I think, for, like, those two to, like, end up together. Yeah. And in the books, Jenny has, like, an actual personality. Oh, but yeah. in the movies, it's just, like, just like a, there. Yeah. You know? And so you're like, okay, why didn't Harry fall in love with her when, yeah. like, Hermione's right here. Like, they connect so well. Yeah. So, like, that was a part I always had trouble with with the movies as well. Uh-huh. Was that the book did better. It was Jenny and... and uh, Harry's relationship was much stronger. Yeah. But he's good. It was great. It was so... I, I Watch it. If, you've, if you're a Harry Potter fan, watch it. It's yeah. incredible. I feel to like revisit it kind of, everything. It kind of got a little redundant at the end. It just kind of felt like they were saying the same thing over yeah. and over again. Well, they were just telling each other that much they love each yeah. other and all that. But they do. They, they go through each movie. Yeah, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many different directors. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had one and two and then it was like three, four, five were all different directors and the last four yeah. however many Harry Potter movies there are but um, last four were the same guy yeah so definitely watch it and while we're telling you what to watch Queer Eye's back woo we're big Queer Eye fans <laughs> so if you haven't watched the new Queer Eyes with um, Anthony and Karamo Tan Bobby and J- J- Jonathan Van Ness yeah that's the Fab Five you might be like, I watched Queer Eye in the early 2000s, 90s, and it was a lot for me. It was a lot. Because it, it was. I mean, they were, they were very, they much were up to very flamboyant, very, like, this is, like, that was, that was, like, kind of the gay stereotype yeah. at the time, and they were, they were put into that mold. Yes. And so they were very, like, flamboyant, very... Which there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all with but that. But you can tell that they weren't being their true selves. Yeah, it definitely seemed like it was played out it's more. character. And then I remember one of the things was... It was, like, funny, but they were also, like, really critical with the people. Yes, yeah. And so it kind of felt, like, a little bit, like, judgy, judgy bullying them. Yeah. This one's nothing like that. This is the most wholesome, nurturing, beautiful men that are just... So, Tan does fashion. Karamo does, like, lifestyle, like, what's happening with your family. Mm -hmm. Antony is food and nourishing yourself. Uh, Jonathan Vanas, who's just the greatest thing ever, is hair, and then Tan does clothes. Yeah. Did I say Tan? I don't know. You're good. Okay, I got them all. So, yeah, they, they'll come in, they'll find somebody who's nominated. It used to be just, it was Queer Eye for the straight guy. Yeah. So they just used to find, like, straight guys and then they change their wardrobe and everything. Yeah. Now it's, like, Queer Eye for the deserving person, yeah. essentially. So they come in and they'll just kind of... They'll find people's lives, like, their hardships, and they'll try to take them away. And they'll, like, make them feel beautiful again and look beautiful. And they're just the most sincere, yeah. wonderful men. And Jonathan Van Ness we makes me laugh to We cry. bust up laughing at him 
All the time. All the time. Oh my gosh. So which episode, how many episodes have you seen? Uh, I think we're, we've seen six. Oh, okay. So you've almost made it through the whole we season. We just saw the, the crawfish Oh, yeah, yeah. Episode. Caw, Zaddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw that one. We saw the animal rescue one. And you haven't seen that one. And um, the weightlifter. Yeah. Yeah. We saw her. We saw that one last night. Oh, and the um, the rancher. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was laughing so hard, though, in the weightlifter one. Like, when he walks into the gym and he's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my favorite thing is, like, you can tell, like, somebody's hair doesn't look good and stuff, but he'll still say, like, you look beautiful. This, magical this is moment. working. I really like this. Yeah. And he doesn't try to change everything. No, he won't do. come in and be like, what is this mess? Like, yeah. he'll say what's working or like, oh no, like we can, we can change this. Like, yeah, he's, they're so nurturing. It's the sweet. And the way they approach everything. Who it's would, beautiful. Who would you be most excited about? Jonathan. Yeah. Easily. Really? I think he's so funny. Yeah. How about you? I honestly couldn't pick, which yeah. is bad, but cause, cause like part of me is like, Obviously, I think for me, the first one I think about is Anthony. Yeah. Like, I would love to be in the kitchen with him. Yeah. He's so sweet. He, I feel like, is kind of Karamo a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I think the best breakthroughs come from him and Bobby. Yeah. Just, like, talking to the Well, they connect, like, what did your mom used to cook you? What is exactly. So, it really brings it back to family and the heart of who they are. Yeah. But he also has these really intelligent things. Like, mm-hmm. he's very emotionally yeah. intelligent. Yes. And that's what I really like watching about him. Same with Bobby. You can tell Bobby's had a lot of experience. Yeah. That, and it can bring that in. Um, so, I probably would say Jonathan. Not Jonathan. Sorry. Um, Anthony. Anthony. But all of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and, you know, I think these shows are so important because if there are people who are like maybe uncomfortable with the queer community because they have a stereotype yes. of what the queer community is like you see something like this and you're just exposed to like like obviously they're not one mold they're people and yeah. like they all are so different and they all have they bring so much to the table and so I think it's really important for people to watch these shows and not be like oh well it's called queer and I'm not queer like I don't want to watch it like yeah. I think it's so important for everybody to watch a show like this. Absolutely. It's not like it's a gay agenda or like anything. Like, and even if it yeah. was, like, still watch it. Like, expose yourself. But, like, I think it's, I think these kinds of things are so important. So important. Mm-hmm. I There couldn't not be a better show on Netflix. No. So, you're looking for something to watch in the new year. Please watch Queer Eye. So good. It's incredible. Yeah. All right. Now let's move into some, uh, some hot takes. Hot takes. Hot. The spicy... Are they spicy or are they actually physically hot? No, they're spicy. Okay, they're spicy. So mine this week. I'm going back to the dog park, Courtney. Yeah. I have a lot of opinions about the dog park. You spent a lot of time there. My hot take this week is there should be separation of dog sizes at the dog park. Some do have separation. Some do. Some do it right. You have the little dog area. Mm-hmm. You have the big dog area. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. And I think all dog owners respect that. But the one that we frequent all the time is Babble Park. Free for all. Huge dog park. Yeah. But absolute free for all. And there are tiny dogs running around all over the place and big, big dogs running around. Yeah. you got the Great Dane and you got the Chihuahua. You're gonna have some issues mm-hmm. because your tiny little chihuahua that's just like dee 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 dee. My big dog's trying to chase the ball, and this is what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Bodie was running. Somebody put down this tiny baby, like Yorkie dog, which shouldn't have even been there. It was a puppy, and it's very small. And they put it down on the ground, and Bodie and Molly were like running. 
Bodie goes past this. He's a 70-plus dog. He barrels over the puppy, and he just jumps the... Moose, do you have opinions about this? Moose just walked across the room and is, like, standing by the task cam now. Do not knock that over. <laughs> he put his nose on it. <laughs> He's got opinions, too. <laughs> He's like, I've been meaning to talk about yeah. this. But anyways, Bodie barreled his dog over, and it, like, came up, and it... I, I, I thought it broke its leg. Yeah. It was the scariest moment. It ended up not, but you feel horrible. You still all this guilt, and it's not like he attacked it. There's nothing I could do. My dog is just running around in a dog park. I don't think there was anything I could have possibly done in that situation, and you feel awful. So I do have a goal for this year. This is one of my goals. Oh. I separate the dog park? <laughs> I am going to work with the city of San Diego, really? and I am going to get this park separated. This is a very Leslie No moment. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, I'm going to. Wow. I'm going to I'm going to contact tomorrow first thing. Yeah. I'm going to talk to the city and see how I can get this going. And then she's serious. She's pointing a lot. <laughs> and then I'm going to create a petition. Wow. And I'm going to have this petition at the dog park. And I'm going to have everybody sign that thing so that we can get separation at our dog. Well, park. if we get the small people, the small dog people they're like, "But they just really like to socialize." No, I will show them <laughs> videos okay all right guys you heard it here first katie feels so hot about this take she's going to the city this yeah. year moose, feels, <laughs> that that was moose. moose is also feels strongly about this slowly down buddy let me slowly down okay okay go well my hot take i don't know if i'm as passionate <laughs> about yours but i'm just gonna say that um the pandemic has had positives yes because we, it's really easy to focus on the time we've had away from people and people getting sick, people dying, like all of the terrible, terrible things that have happened. Yes. Um, but I work remotely now. Yes. 100% of the time. Whoop, whoop. And it is incredible. Life-changing. It's changed my life. Like I can, I spend all day with Moose. Yeah. In my yoga pants. Yeah. I still absolutely, I'm more productive than That's I was I'm better for the office now than I was before. 100%. Before like... I gotta, I gotta wake up two hours before, get a workout and shower. Walk the dog. Walk the dog, be on the road for 30 minutes. Pack my lunch. Yeah, sit at my desk all day. Feel and chained to it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's like, okay, I'm going to like step away and do my laundry for five minutes. And that is like a little mental, mental clarity. Break. Yeah. Because I'm not in my head bringing like this to-do list of, oh shoot, I get home, I have to do make dinner, I have to do mm-hmm. laundry, I have to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, it's a lifestyle change. It's huge. Which, the other positive is just, I feel like corporate has changed so much. Because yes. it was this box, you're in the office, you're there 9 to 5, if not longer. Yeah. We're all dressed up formally. Or, like, it was so rigid, yeah. right? And now, like, the pandemic happened, people's families were introduced to us because we went on, like, Zoom. Yeah. And it was like, I, my kids are at home because they're not at school. And yeah. so, like, you kind of... You're not socializing with them in person, but like you're kind of you're understanding more about their lives and their motivations and things that are happening. Yeah. And people are giving people more grace because they're like, "Well, you know, I understand that you're watching this kid. If you need to take five minutes to like go set them up, ten minutes, whatever, go do what you got to do, yeah, and then come back to the." And so, like, I just feel like in a way, it's really relaxed us sure. as much as it's made everything incredibly tense and terrible. Yes. It's also relaxed kind of things like that which I'm so grateful for especially starting a family yeah to know that like and my, my work's always been like from what I can tell pretty good with family values and everything but yeah. it just seems like there's such a there's so much more understanding people are way more human in the office now than they've ever been in my opinion for sure and I think people are understanding 
the whole work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Like, it, like, you don't have the people that are trying to prove something being there from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Right. It's like, get your work done. When, yeah. you can get, when you get it done, and then that's it. Before, I feel like your coworkers were your family. Now yeah. I feel like your, your family is your family. family. I think that is totally on the nose. Yeah, because, like, they, you spent more time with your coworkers 100%. than with your family. 100%. Now, I get to sit in an office with the love of my life yeah. every single day. Yeah. And that sounds like a lot, but it's amazing. I get this time that I would have never, that, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, Kyle still goes into the office. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> it's, it's good. So, I mean, I'm, I still miss some of that part, but, like, he has Fridays off. So, I'll get one day where I'm working and he's at home. Um, but it's still, I, I get more time with him because I'm not commuting mm-hmm. and doing all that. And, yeah. then, like, I can you can be a better partner for be him. a better partner for him. Yeah. So I I think that the pandemic has had some bright spots as much as it's had. Not as much as. It just has had some bright spots in the darkness. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. Now, uh, speaking of being at home. Yeah. What kind of food have you cooked recently? So I think, well, one thing that I made for New Year's that I thought was really fun is uh, chocolate dipped fortune cookies. Yes. Super fun. Because... Um, did you, did you get fortune? Did you do them? Yeah, mine said I was an angel, but look out for people that fuck feathers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was worried that some people would get ones like that. <laughs> but I thought that'd be fun on New Year's. And then um, another thing that we made this week, I won't say I made it, Grant made it. Um, blueberry steak with a cauliflower mash. Mm. It was incredible. Like it had this blueberry sauce that was a more savory. Yeah, I don't typically think fruit with steak. Yeah. It it I think this is gonna sound weird, but I think it, it, I didn't make it, he made it, but I think it had like garlic and olive oil and blueberry and just like it was a random thing, but yeah. it was so delicious. And then one of my new favorite foods, cauliflower mash. You know what? People are telling me that cauliflower was a hero and I was always like, no it's not. It's a GD hero. A hero. Cauliflower wings, give me those. Have you had cauliflower mash? I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm i sure it has to do everything with, like, I'm going to put a bunch of butter yeah. and stuff in this. It always does. Because cauliflower doesn't have a lot of flavor to yeah. it. But the consistency, when you mash cauliflower... It's so versatile. It's so much more soft and creamy mm-hmm. and delightful than just your average mashed potato. Yes. So if you're thinking you want to try something new... Less look starch? Up, yes. Look up a cauliflower mash recipe mm-hmm. and get yourself... We're actually having cauliflower wings for dinner tonight. Nice. Ironically enough. I love that. It's a hero. Yeah. But the, I'll, I'll have to check out that blueberry steak because... Yeah. I'll send you the recipe. Yeah. It's do. really good. Because I, I have made steak in the air fryer and that sounds really terrible, but it's incredible. It doesn't sound... We've been, we've been through this. I know this. we've been through this. I know. Just if, you know, people are listening for the first time, they're like, that's sacrilegious. Yeah. It's amazing. It's great. So one thing I cooked this week, it's it's been the hero of most parties and it's so easy. Yeah. The fruit Love pizza. It. Yep, that's your go-to. It, well, it, like, it's the perfect barbecue. Yeah. It's a great like summer fruit dish, for sure. Summer dish. Mm-hmm. Because it's light, mm-hmm. and it's sweet. got fruit. It's mm-hmm. sweet. It's not like your brownies, where you're like, you have it, and it's heavy. Yeah. So fruit pizza is basically sugar cookie, cream cheese frosting, fruit. Yes. So easy, but people go bonkers for it. I remember one time our Aunt Lisa made fruit pizza. Yeah. And I was like, this dessert sounds terrible. It's fruit pizza. Yeah. Now I look back and I'm like, that goddess was just trying to introduce us to this delightful dessert. And I was a kid who was like, fruit doesn't belong on dessert. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It needed a chance. And oh it's getting it finally in our 30s. Ugh. So good. So if you're, if you need, if you're going to like someone's house and they say bring a dessert, 
Yeah. Fruit pizza is pretty. pretty and you can make it one. look so pretty. Too. Yeah. I put 2020 in the blueberries. Yeah, or 2022. Yeah. You let me make it last time yeah. and I made a wreath. It was beautiful. Yeah. You can do really cool things with it. So definitely recommend. And while we're speaking of recommendations, we'll move on down to our San Diego spot of the week, mm-hmm. which just so happens to be another dog spot <laughs> because we spend a lot of time with our dogs. And it's if you're new to San Diego, you're visiting San Diego, you have a dog, and you're like, which dog beach should I go to? Yeah. I typically, my first one I recommend is Coronado Dog Beach. Yeah. And it's for a couple reasons. Del Mar's my favorite. I know Del Mar. We'll go, we'll go over that. Okay. But Coronado is my favorite just because ample parking. Yeah. Ample free parking. Yeah. If you go early enough. Yeah. Like we typically go like seven. We're kind of crazy, but yeah. ample free parking. And then it now they have, it's handicap accessible. Oh, nice. So they have one of those, that's what that gray thing is. Oh, okay. So they put a gray thing on top of the sand. It's like steel or something yeah. so that you can wheel a wheelchair out there. Nice. So ADA compliant. And um, it's next to a naval base. Yeah. So you'll sometimes you'll see some really cool stuff flying in. The thing about that is the naval base is right there, but they oh. have this net yeah. that blocks it, but dogs can fit through. Yeah, so if your dog's a wanderer, so like your be. If your dog chases seagulls, yeah. like mine, he <laughs> runs, runs onto the, the naval base. And you base. can't chase him because you literally you don't have You plans. can't go on there. And I'm like, this is trespassing, Bodhi. Get back here. Yeah, so that part's funny. But it's it's nothing big and like spectacular, but yeah, it's a good dog beach. Waves coming in. I was going to say, we've seen dolphins there. We've seen time. dolphins... It's, it's just a good spot. And then when you leave, they have a hose, yeah. which is so clutch. Yeah. Especially if, like, in our apartments that we've had previously, like, here you don't have a hose. Yeah. And so you can't, like, you have to either take your dog to a dog bath or put it in the in your bath, mm-hmm. whatever, to get it clean afterwards. So that's what I usually tell people. Second favorite. But you can also, sorry, there's, like, a lot of dog-friendly breakfast spots around yeah. here, too. Yeah. Sometimes Corner we... very dog-friendly. After we hose the dogs off, we we just go for a walk with them. Yeah. And sometimes you can eat outside if you want to. Yeah. Great place. Mm-hmm. So, that was my number one recommendation if you're going to a dog beach. Mm-hmm. Second is Del Mar. Del but Del Mar is cool for a different reason. Yeah. Del Mar is... You park up... Park is a little trickier. Yeah. You walk out, but it's by a cliff. Yeah. So, you're, you're blocked off from freeway any kind of noise anything mm-hmm. and it's just gorgeous gorgeous so the waves are coming in you've got the cliff side to the right of you you've got the water to the left of yeah. you and it's a longer walk the only thing that's hard about that one is you have to time it right because if the tide is too high yes. you can't access a lot of the you areas can't go by the cliff yeah unless you want to get wet mm-hmm. so those are our top two ob is great because it's convenient it's close there's a dog wash but it's not my favorite yeah so that's those are our san diego spot that is our san diego spot of the week and then we rounded out, as always, with our slang of the youth. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say this the other day to somebody. They said, you look snatched. To me, sounds, sounds negative. Sounds bad. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Like, I get negative connotations with the word snatched. Yeah. So I had to know what it was. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. And as an adjective, snatched is used to mean perfect or on point, usually to describe hair, makeup, or someone's body. Snatched can also be used as a verb that means to slay someone so hard their weed flies off in the distance, per Urban Dictionary. <laughs> so basically, snatched is a good thing. It means like you're looking perfect, you're looking on point. I don't think I'm going to adapt- adopt it. I don't think I'm going to. Because I think my friends will also be like, what are you saying? Yeah. But if you hear, if anybody ever says, you look snatched, good thing. Isn't snatched a weightlifting type term? Like when you think it is go type. down and you come up? Like I think it's a snatch. Maybe you snatch. I don't know if it's like you throw it in the air. That like you throw it up. That's when you do a snatch. Yeah, I don't know. 
I was thinking like if you if you steal something, yeah, you snatched, snatched it. it. But it's a positive. Even though it's good, I, so, I had no idea. That's a compliment you could receive. It's good to know. Don't be offending people. Well, if you've stuck around this long, this seems to be our longest episode we've had so far. We had a lot to talk about because we're excited to be back in the game. Yeah. New Year, same us. Yeah. It's getting it. better every day with the podcast, hopefully. Yeah. If you have anything, that, any recommendations for us or anything. Yeah, you have like anything you want to talk about, you have any questions for us. Yeah. Feel free to send it in. Send it. Either, DM us. Yeah. If you're our friend, us. contact us. <laughs> You're likely our friend. <laughs> but if you found us some other Mom, way... <laughs> Mom, if you have opinions this week, you can tell me. <laughs> uh, but if you found us another way and you are not related to us in any way... That we, would be we, dope. We do have an Instagram. <laughs> it's Twinsler Pod. You'll see a picture of both of us that matches our art on our podcast. So find us, follow us, connect with us. We, we love talking to people. So yes, thank you and uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year.